one thing you do as a basketball player is you shoot your free throws. So I don't know what it is with us and missing these free throws. We were 56% from the line tonight, 18 of 32. I mean, that's just inexcusable. Like, I don't care if fucking Fox goes on the top of the building and shouts it. Like, I really don't give a fuck who speaks to the media. Like, they just fucking went out there, played a game. They lost. They're wanting to get home. It is what it is. Yeah, I, I don't need Domas to get on the mic and say, yeah, we got our asses whooped and, and we're going to... And then they do that lip service. All players do it. Every NBA players do it. Oh, on to the next. We take it one game at a time. I don't need sports talk. So I can care less about the player issue. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kings cast. It's daily. Joined by my co-pilot, Liz. How are you? Oh, I'm doing lovely. <laughs> we I'm are just peaking tonight, aren't we? <laughs> Seriously. Okie doke, let's get this over with. First quarter, Pacers score on their first four possessions. Herter hits two threes. Keegan drives along the baseline for a beautiful layup. Kings shoot 50% from three. Yet, the Pacers still led 34-31. Second quarter, Fox scores seven straight points. Kings force a 24-second violation. Pacers keep cruising. Their lead is up to 11. Herter comes off his gut action play and drops off to Domas for a dunk. Domas bangs Miles Turner for the lay-in. Pacers up 13, though, 70 to 57 to end the half. I mean, offensively, I thought we were, you know, doing decent. They got some bonus kind of going early. Kevin obviously was going early. Um, I thought Keegan had some stuff going early. Um, but we were just playing no defense. I mean, you're letting TJ McConnell and people could say, oh, you're letting TJ McConnell cook you. I mean, obviously, if you're saying that, you have never watched TJ McConnell a day in your life because TJ McConnell um, probably could be a starter on a, a, a few different teams. Um, the reason he's coming off the bench is because Tyrese Halliburton is in Indiana. Um, but TJ McConnell, that's who he is. It's always, always been. He's always been the scrappy guy. He'll get the loose balls. He'll go after the loose balls. He'll play hard defense. Um, but he can cook you in that little uh, mid-range game, and he was doing that all night. So defense, of course, for that first half uh, was just non-existent. So um, that was unfortunately the result that you are going to get um, at the end of that half. And Liz, we've seen TJ McConnell do this. I believe he did that to De'Aaron Fox probably two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. So no surprises here. Uh, I'm not sure uh, what sort of weird psychological advantage he has over De'Aaron Fox. I think it's weird. Um, And right now I think we could all say De'Aaron Fox, there's something going on. Um, But I'm not going to speculate. I'm just saying what I see. Uh, Third quarter, Kevin Herter scores 10 straight points, including two threes. Keegan bully balls, Buddy Hield for the and one. Kings within four. Herter hits a sixth three. Pacers up 10 with two minutes to go. Sasha hits a three as soon as he comes in. However, the Pacers are still up 10, 99-89 to end the quarter. Fourth quarter, Pacers are up 13. Fox gets an and one. Keegan gets a steal and a dunk. Pacers up 11 with two minutes to go. Kings start trapping and getting stops, and they make a little run. They get it within three with five seconds left. Monk gets fouled and misses the first free throw. Tries to miss a second, but the Pacers gain possession. And the Pacers win 
I mean, the little shit at the end, it, it doesn't matter because it still ended in a loss. It don't matter if you lose by three. It don't matter if you lose by fucking 30. You're still losing the game. Um, the free throw shooting is mind-boggling to me. Um, I, I played basketball for many, many years. And, you know, usually at the end of practice, we'd be shooting free throws, you know, as a team. If you miss, you're running suicides kind of thing. So these guys are shooting free throws. It's not, it's not the issue of, you know, are they shooting enough free throws? <laughs> these guys are shooting their free throws in practice constantly. That's one thing you do as a basketball player is you shoot your free throws. So I don't know what it is with us and missing these free throws. We were 56% from the line tonight, 18 of 32. I mean, that's just inexcusable. Um, I mean, that's literally, if you make half of those, you win the game and that's that's the sad part is because even if that i don't feel like we deserve to win the game because our defense was just absolutely atrocious besides the last couple minutes of the game where we made that run um what i don't understand is is people continuing you know and i don't want to tell people how to fan but it's just the constant Harrison Barnes this, Harrison Barnes that. And it's like, at this point, I feel like it's just like people scapegoat of just trying to blame fucking someone on this team for what's happening. It's not only Harrison Barnes people. And if you think that, I, I highly suggest you go back and watch games and actually break down a game and don't let the emotions get you into it because this is a bigger problem than Harrison Barnes. as It's collectively as a whole the defense is fucking atrocious. And I want to challenge and sorry to interrupt Liz, but I want to challenge anybody who's going to do the whole box score thing. Oh, look, look at Harrison Barnes. He only has two points. Was he doing cardio? There's always that guy. There's one guy like that on Reddit. There's a guy like that on Twitter. There's about a few of them. Look at no. this game, track him, track him on defense and see if he gets targeted. See if he could actually go over his screen. See if he is getting abused. Uh, I'm telling you now, uh, there's a few people on the floor that are getting abused on the defensive end, and it's not Harrison Barnes. And you got to look at both sides of the ball. And I'm not saying he's perfect. Yeah, I would like my power forward to get more than two points. I get it. But guess what? He only had two shot attempts. So what are you going to do? Um, it's a team thing. It, it's it, Don't blame one player. Absolutely. And I just find it crazy that we have a free throw attempt advantage, 32 to 19. Uh, and yet we were dominated most of the game. So it, it's wild to me. Ross, how are you? Yo, what's up, everybody? Um, been better. I was at the game tonight, and after a long-ass day of work, and this team is just exhausting. But I'm not going to lie, that last five minutes kind of made me feel better. I was, <laughs> I was not feeling it, and they at least gave me some excitement. Um but just want to touch on a couple things that people said. Sean was talking about the defense, and I do agree with a lot of what he said. The the Fox Fox was just guarding McConnell way out um, beyond the three point line, and after his third layup, I I told the person next to me. I used to coach youth basketball, and I say you make the guy hit two jumpers on you and then you step out on him and he misses those two first jumpers and his confidence drops. And now he doesn't even want to take it to the basket. But I think McConnell was like 
six for eight in the first half and six for seven in the paint and oh for one with the one jumper he took so as far as fox going over the screens um didn't like to see that and um but I'm not going to beat Fox up. I, I heard even the somebody who was sitting next to me was killing Fox. And I go, come on, man. This guy freaking carried us. He was averaging 30 earlier. He won us. like He basically got us in the position we are right now so that we can struggle a little bit. Uh, and as far as that whole competitiveness thing, like we all know Fox is a super competitive player. If you followed him in college and sticking out, with this crappy team for the first couple of years just to take us to a playoff game and then drop 40 and win us our first game. Like if you're questioning Fox, you can just peace out. I I've had enough of you, uh, but as far as the Pacers, yeah, we, our defense was bad tonight, but they're doing this. They, they do this to the Celtics. They've been doing this to Philly. They've been doing this to Milwaukee. Like Rick Carlisle is the real deal. You know, he had the Dallas team that beat the big three with LeBron. And this is one of the greatest coaches. And, you know, Howie will always have a little place in my heart. Um, but when I saw that he was going to get coached by Carlisle, part of me was happy for him because, yeah, I want to see him do good. But I go, this is the perfect coach. Carlisle is just a brilliant genius. Even coming down to the very last play, you knew he was going to foul and make us go to the line because neither team had timeouts all the credit in the world to the pacers um as far as the kings big picture um this is one of the worst patches in the last two years and it's not the worst thing in the world um it's okay to you know this isn't rock bottom but it's okay to have peaks and valleys you know this team is not gonna all be all win streaks and there's been more win streaks than there has been losing streaks. I'm pretty sure this is the first four-game losing streak since we started the season 0-4 last year. And the one thing we know about this team is when things are bad, they respond. And we don't have the wins to prove it, but they got blown out by Philly. They responded in that Milwaukee game. It was one of the they lost, but it was one of the best games of the year. They lose a heartbreaker. They respond in Phoenix. Yeah, they collapse, but it's not like this team is playing its worst basketball. You have Kevin Herter coming around. Love my boy Black Falcon, but I'm pretty sure he's gone. And if you compare his numbers with Sasha throughout the year, Sasha's doing so much in such little minutes. I mean, even if we don't get a small forward and we we start Sasha the power forward or something like that. I'm not mad at him. His his IQ is just through the roof. Um, yeah, he's not a great defender, but he's one of those guys that's effort based, um, and he's not really going to screw you up being in the wrong place. He might just get beat because he's slow footed. But can we talk about this man's like rebounding as far as being in the right place at the right time? He's obviously not scared to shoot it. Um, I think he is very unselfish with the basketball. Um, just kind of the type of player you need to be that fifth guy. And with Herder coming around, um, yeah, I'm I'm not too down. It's really nice to be able to look at the standings and know that this team is playing terrible and they're still five games above 500. I watched so many 20-win seasons in my life that it's really, truly hard to be upset with this team being five games above 500. So, um, 
yeah, look for them to to bounce back on the road for whatever reason. This team is better on the road than they are at home. Um, all the best teams in the NBA are really, really good at home. And if I, if if I'm being honest, I think we're bad at home because our fans are so thirsty, and the Kings know it. Like you know, they this this crowd deserves it. And that's a lot of pressure when you have people waiting for a victory. So take it easy on the boys and look at, uh, you know, a team like Denver or Minnesota or, you know, Dallas, even Dallas. They were at the Western Conference Finals like three years ago and have just kind of fallen off. So as far as getting there to the top of the mountain, it's never straight uphill. So, yeah, keep your head up, fans. We'll be all right. Uh, appreciate it, Russ. Question, though, for you. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. There's been a trade going around. Uh, that was proposed by one of the Kings podcasts. Uh, it is Mikel Bridges for Herder, Colby Jones, and three unprotected firsts. Thoughts? Ooh, put me on the spot. See, that's that's really a huge gamble. Um, right now, as crazy as it sounds, because that's a winning trade for the Kings. Like, we would absolutely, the media would shower us with love. My fear is that it's just so early in the process. And if you do butcher it, we've seen complete, like what Brooklyn did was they blew it up. Um, and now they're with that one star and things are going terrible. So um, I think McNair should make a sneaky move, kind of like what we talked about. Um, another move like Herder, where you trade a single first round pick and you get hopefully get a player like Grant or, you know, one of those guys, maybe even a couple seconds and, uh, you know, a player for uh, a thigh bowl. And then next year, if you want to swing for the fences and trade four first-round picks, you can. But right now, I'd give it some time. A little too early to swing for the fences. Right. Well, what I'm saying is we don't have that much draft capital. I could understand if we had an excess of first-rounders from other teams, right? A hundred percent. Trade three of our own unprotected first round picks and then trade Colby Jones on top of that. I'm not saying he's gonna and Colby's gonna be the man, but Colby Jones is like a he's like a first round quality talent, he is, and he's gonna be on that rookie contract. And when he gets time, I think he'll come around. And this is what I always come back to is taking it easy on Monty because you know, people are like, Why doesn't Monty make a move? Why doesn't he do this? I think we need to just keep showering with him with praise because. He had zero war chest and a, a De'Aaron Fox that had pretty much no trade value. He came in, he maxed Fox out. He drafts Halliburton and flips him for an all-star. The The fact that he did that with such little, you know, a war chest, because a lot of these teams we're competing against, they, they have huge war chests and it's hard to point fingers at anybody than ownership. And I'm not that type because they saved this team and I would be devastated if they weren't sacked, but um, give them some time. Um, it's a real quick. Last thing, as far as the defensive struggles, we don't have a rim protector. We don't have a big wing. Every good defensive team has those. So at this point, we're kind of working with what we have. Um, so obviously Monty wants that. And don't be surprised if we get kind of like a bargain, one or two of those guys and see if that can uh, patch up some things. Right on, Ross. Appreciate you for coming through. Since you had asked about the whole Mikhail um, Bridges uh, idea that was proposed by Matt George and I guess one of the Nets locked on folks. Um, obviously, Bruce Brown was a part of that 
uh, Siakam trade. And it, I mean, I know he he's the, the trade went through, and as of right now, he's a Raptor. Um, but there were, I guess, uh, murmurs that he wouldn't be there long, that he would be a candidate to be rerouted. Uh, is that someone that, you know, we would, I guess, maybe take a look at that might not be too costly? I know he's on a new deal, and, um, you know, I, I don't know the exact numbers at the moment of how much it's worth, but um, I guess is that somebody that they – may take a look at to potentially upgrade the defense, the wing defense, and, you know. Um. People will probably argue with me, but Bruce Brown is probably one of the main reasons the Nuggets won their championship last season. Um, unfortunately, though, he's not the first priority of what we need. First thing should be a long, lengthy power forward that has a good defensive acumen. That's the first priority. But if we had that, and Bruce Brown, that covers almost everything. Um, so, yeah, I would like Bruce Brown, but I don't want him to be the first priority. He would have to be the secondary uh, player that's thrown in the trade or or whatever it is we do. The first yeah, thing we uh, should do okay. is get that stud that's going to help De'Aaron out on the offensive end and also help Domas out on the defensive end. Um, that's our first priority, I think. Liz, yeah, any like thoughts? I mean, I just, the Mikhail Bridget trade scenario, that's just too much to give up for one player. I mean, that's just all I'll say about that. Right. Anything else, Torino? Yeah, because uh, like I said, I know we kind of all, obviously it was Siakam and OG at the beginning. Now they're both dealt elsewhere, so it's more looking like Jeremy Grant, uh, Kuzma, or, or Zach Levine, or, you know, those those names that have kind of been floating around and, and uh that have been attached to the Kings. So, you know, obviously with Bruce Brown being traded and likely being traded again, maybe he was someone who a new name added to the list, but um, that's all I really you know, want to throw out there. Didn't yeah. As long as we get a taller player first and right, any right. of those three are fine with me, as long as the price is right. I don't want to overpay for anybody. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was all. Yeah. yeah. That, that was all I wanted to throw out there. And and if we're going to mortgage our future and, and throw and give people unprotected first rounders, it better be somebody that takes us to the finals. Mikhail Bridges will make us better, but is he really going to take us to the finals? Is he going to help? I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. You guys tell me. Uh, but I do appreciate everyone coming through. Um, you guys are the best. We appreciate all the support. We really, really do. Um, and shout out to all the Kings fans, especially like the, the, the Swifty slash Kings fans that are making all the bracelets. That's a beautiful thing. I think that's the coolest thing. Uh, I think we have like five people making bracelets. So uh, by the end of the year, I imagine every Kings fan should at least have a bracelet if they attend the game. I'm just saying, I think that's dope. Um, Liz, any final words? Yeah, I will say, guys, um, life is bigger than basketball. So just please always remember that, um, you know, it comes at you fast. So I do want to offer my condolences to, um, you know, the Warriors organization and the passing of their assistant coach. Uh, you know, they call him Decky over there. Um, you know, life is way bigger than sports guys. So just always remember that when you're being critical of certain players and teams and things like, um, these people have families, um, you know, they have kids and, you know, things like that. So, 
life can be cut short at any moment. So just don't take life for granted. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to offer my condolences to, you know, that entire family and even the Warriors organization, um, because it sounds like he had a huge impact on a lot of players. So um, just to, you know, condolences to them. And a lot of coaches across the league, he was down with. So um, yeah, really tragic. And that just goes to show you uh, treat every day. Like it's your last. And uh, I'm going to bite another, uh, podcast host slash spaces host. Uh, I think I was listening to Appel's spaces and um, one of the co-hosts just paused and told everybody to go see a doctor and get checked out and take care of yourself. Seriously do that. You never know uh, what's going on and you need to practice self-care. And when you get a physical, when you go to the doctor, they find, they could find something that you don't know what's there. And, And that's a serious, serious thing. Anything can be prevented if you catch it soon enough. So please take care of yourselves. Also take care of your mental health. Uh, again, like Liz said, there's so much more to basketball and, and put things in perspective. Just see this as a halfway point. This is literally like the Kings, you know, with a five point lead in halftime with a few bad positions. There's plenty of game left. There are plenty of games left in this season. Uh, I'm not saying everything's right. My faith is wavered and, it's not as strong as before. I'm going to be totally honest. Full transparency. But all we could do is just take it one game at a time. Uh, hopefully we see flashes. The silver lining for this game to me was seeing Keegs score at all three levels and show things. He always shows something new, I feel like, every week, which is a beautiful thing. So, um, again, we're out of here. We appreciate you. Good day. Good night. And light the beam.